Welcome to the Blood Brothers Podcast with Ben Steiger and Eric Metz. Today we want to discuss the many roles and responsibilities that men have and how challenging and exhausting it can be while also sharing some helpful ways we can overcome and truly live a healthy life that's balanced and has boundaries and is full of energy and life versus being very exhausted. So good morning, Ben. How are you doing today? Good morning, Eric. Man, I'm doing great. Uh, you know, I know that our our listeners have not missed uh, any episodes, but uh, man, we've taken a break in between our recordings. And uh, dude, I just love uh, this time that I get to spend with you and uh, excited for uh, this this episode that, uh, that we're going to talk about today because dang, you know, men have a lot on their shoulders, you know, whether it's uh, showing up in, in marriage, showing up, you know, as a parent, you know, showing up at work, church, family, friends, you know, etc. That list just goes on and on. And that constant pressure to provide, protect, and nurture, you know, can just be so overwhelming and, and at times debilitating. And you know, as I was considering, man, what, what should we talk about next? This just uh, came to mind and, and it resonated with you. And we live in a time where the mental weight is intense. And uh, I think it's a timely message. So excited to dig in today. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. And when you brought this up and, and texted it to me, it was like, oh my gosh, this is uh, so timely. Um, I'm going through a job transition. I'm, you know, trying to lead my family well. I'm checking messages. Just think about messages alone. Like how many, like whether it's text, email, social media, different things no like doubt. that. Just the time that it takes to tech to check all of our messages and people contacting us and replying and it that alone is exhausting let alone all the roles oh, and things that you just mentioned so completely agree with this topic but so ben you know what do you see as like kind of the problem with the roles and responsibilities we have or the what are some of the challenges that we need to that we are facing and overcome that we need to overcome right yeah. Well, you know, as, as a, as a male, as a, well, let's start there. You know, as a man, God designed us to be leaders. He fabricated our being. I mean, he, he created and knitted together our mind and our, our body and our structure to protect and to provide. And so it comes natural, you know, this desire for, for men, you know, to step up and to be the man, uh, you know, now unnaturally our world has found a way, you know, to come in and erode aspects of the masculine heart and aspects of God's design as a man to step up and to lead. And, and the enemy, you know, has come in and has done a very good job at distracting men from uh, their responsibility from their role and from tapping into their godly potential. And, you know, something that comes to mind right now uh, is video games. <laughs> and I wasn't thinking about it before, but I'm just thinking about it now. I know so many people in uh, my generation and below uh, whose free time is defined by spending time playing video games and uh i've been there uh i've played video games many many days in my past it's one of those things that i know i can't do 
because it causes me to disengage uh, to the point that it's unhealthy. I'm not saying that you can't play video games, uh, but that's just an example of how guys uh, check out. And for some, it's work. Uh, you know, they get, they feel this pressure. And so they bury themselves in something that they feel like they're accomplishing what they need to, but really they're distracted from what God really wants them investing in. Some of them become, uh, coaches for their, their child's, uh, basketball, baseball, or, or football team and with great intentions, but yet, uh, they're really just covering up aspects that God really wants them to, to live out. And so they're doing something that is seen as good, but they're sacrificing what is best. I'm not saying that work is wrong. I'm not saying that coaching a sports team is wrong. But what I am saying is that uh, if we are not aligned with the Father, we will not walk in our purpose and we will end up unfulfilled and slaves to the things of this world and we will be overwhelmed. That was a, a, yeah, a lot for you. What you. That's okay. No, that was good. It, there is a lot of challenges out there. There is a lot of things that we can pour ourselves into. And what I heard you just say was that we sometimes can lack balance, which can cause the overwhelmed, yeah. exhausted. And so if we are not staying in balance, if we are not uh, seeking the Father for His direction and what we should be a part of and what we should not be a part of, that's where a lot of the overwhelm, frustration, exhaustion can come in. And I think the Lord wants us to experience that frustration and overwhelm. Because part of that will draw us back to Him. Part of that yeah. will be an experience that we need to be like, oh man, I'm not feeling in the zone because I'm either poured myself you know, too much into one thing or I've spread myself too thin, which is kind of where I, I struggle and my challenge is spreading too thin it crossed too many things and then i'm exhausted and and the lord's trying to bring me back to the, the few things that i should be focusing on where you know and some people can fall into what you just shared about the the one thing and so balance and seeking the father for that balance uh is uh was coming to mind when you were sharing those challenges yeah. so any other yeah. thoughts on like the topic of balance and and yeah. What I just yeah. shared. Yeah, well, absolutely. You know, how how do we balance in this this crazy world, you know? The danger of being out of balance is man, debilitating ourselves from living up to uh, that role that God has called us to and living in our godly potential. And when we do that, we rob ourselves, we, we rob our wives, we rob our kids, we rob our work, we rob our friends and our family and uh, everything around us uh, from who we could be and who we should be. And, you know, if we look around in today's culture, there's a lot of individuals uh, that are stuck in this rut of being overwhelmed. Uh, because they've lived a life out of balance. They're, they're settling, if, if even for good things, a lot of individuals settle for uh, things that, that aren't good, settle for substance, settle for addiction, settle for uh, this, that, and the other. Some settle for doing a ton of good things, but it depletes them. And so this life of being out of balance, this life of not prioritizing the things that God has 
for you instead of doing the good things, doing the best things. There's so many good things that we can invest in to protect, provide, and nurture those around us. But there's so many good things that it can end up being bad. And so how do we cut off the good things in order to focus on the best things? How do you do that, Eric? You talked about, you know, going through yeah. this season. Yeah. Yeah, this is uh this has been a growth area for me and and really it's come back to my prayer journal time. So sitting down with the Lord and just saying, all right, and just really opening up and saying, God, I'm overwhelmed, I'm exhausted, and just sharing my heart with him and like where I'm at. And uh, and just asking and spending time listening in silence and solitude and trying to, to really hear his voice. So I'm like, okay, what do you want me involved in? What do you want me like pursuing? And really seeking his face on that answer because I'm exhausted, because I'm overwhelmed, like you just mentioned, and, you know, need that quiet time separating myself from the noise of the world separating myself getting up early before the kids get up which is easier now that they're teenagers but but yeah, when they're younger right. it was like i gotta get up really early to beat them up yeah <laughs> beat them out of bed so to speak <laughs> but uh but really just seeking his face and pausing and stopping and and really getting out of the rat ways so I can listen, so I can hear the yeah. voice of the Father telling me what I need to be doing. And so that's that's how I've coped. That's how I've uh, figured out how to have balance, what's prioritized, what's not. And also I've read some books that have been super helpful. Uh, i just reading now The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Uh, yeah. I think it's Mark Cromer. I'm not sure that's exact. John Mark Cromer. Um, yeah. super great book highly recommend that if anybody's looking for a book to read but uh, he's all about you know we need to live Jesus's lifestyle not our culture's lifestyle and it's one thing to believe in Jesus's ethics it's one thing to believe in Jesus's morality it's another thing to adopt his lifestyle and I'm like man that's a good perspective to really understand despite the chaos of the and speed in which our society moves we can still adopt Jesus' lifestyle. Yeah, That's kind of how I uh, have, lo have looked at it. So what about you, Ben? That's good, man. What have you That's done good. to like cope and help balance? Yeah, you know, I get accused of over-spiritualizing uh, life in general, and I get accused of that uh, often. And uh, anybody that knows me, that knows... Uh, you know, how God has worked in my life and I heard, you know, different testimonies from me. Uh, they see through that, that lie that, that you can't over spiritualize our lives because we are spiritual beings. We are meant to be in complete yep. community with our father. All right. And so when I say that the key, the answer, the solution to balance, to priorities, to boundaries is a deeper relationship with Jesus. If I want to love and lead my wife well, all right, if I want to be in tune with her, man, I have to be in tune with the father. If I am out of balance, all right, just just like an engine or or anything, if it is out of balance, it's just a matter of time before things start to break. And 
destruct yeah. and eventually explode. And so if my life in Christ is not in balance, there are going to be collateral damage. There's going to be collateral damage or, or effects outside of that. And so if I want to love and lead Mila well, I have to invest in Jesus well. And from Jesus, then me investing in my relationship with him, him investing in me, the outcome is a supernatural outcome where I'm able to, uh, man, love Mila in a way that doesn't make sense to the world. Uh, you know, it's it's interesting, the relationship of a man and a woman, uh, but Scripture tells us that we have to love our wives sacrificially. And so that means that sometimes when we feel justified or when we feel right with our actions, that sacrificially we have to say, you know what, uh, forget me, how can I love you? All right, and the same is true with kids and coworkers and friends and family. And so, uh, man, for me, it comes to aligning myself with the Father. And I think that for a lot of men, where the struggle is, is a lack of trust in God's faithfulness and his provision. I want to dive more into that, but uh, what, what, what do you think about, about all that? Yeah, two things. The first thing is, I've found in my life when I've prioritized the Lord and spent time with him, I have, I become almost way more productive and actually get the things done that need to truly get done. There's time, there's energy, there's whatever I need to get the right things done. Yeah. I've found that when I prioritize the Lord, those things just kind of fall in place. Somebody will pick up a project that I was supposed to do. Maybe my kids will like, hey, dad, can I do that for you? And I'm like, where'd that come from? Awesome. Yeah, that'd be great. You know, and he provides and like almost paves the way. Is that every day? No. But I have found that overarchingly when I put him first, there's there's time and energy to do the right things and the things that needed to get done that day. And so I'm yeah. not as overwhelmed. I'm at peace. I'm viewing the world in a very balanced approach. The other thing that came to mind is we also, when you mentioned all the people that potentially could be, you know, that we need to serve, there's also the balance of we can't take on other people's loads. In Galatians 6, it talks about bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But let each one test his own work and then his reason to boast will be in himself alone and not in his neighbor. For each one will have to bear his own load. And that passage at first confused me because the first part says bear one another's burdens. And the last part says we have to bear our own load. And I, uh, the Boundaries book by, um, I think it's Dr. Henry Cloud, uh, he said that there's a difference between load and burden. And yeah. that really just rocked my mind because, yes, we are supposed to help each other when we have burdens. Burdens are like super, uh, like tragedies or we're hungry or somebody's like starving or orphans, widows, you know, people that are really truly in need and can't help themselves. That's a burden. But he was saying everyone has their own load, which would be like a responsibility or something that they are, they need to do themselves. And I think 
that's really where we need to be careful and have good healthy boundaries to say, okay, is this truly somebody asking me to do something for them? Is that a burden or is that a load? And then that's really helped me in my life. I've just recently said no to something that, that my mom's friend needed help with. And it it's something that somebody else could handle and it didn't have to be me. And also it's, it's, it's on that, in that load uh, area, not a burden. Like she's not like overwhelmed. It's not something that anybody else, like it's something that somebody else could do. So it, it was like, no, I don't have, I don't personally have capacity for that. But obviously if it's somebody's burden and they're like, you know, somebody's homeless or somebody is, a, is truly needing that help, then yes, I need to make time for them. But yeah, just wanted to call that yeah. out as, as some ideas and thoughts that, oh, that good. as we were thinking about this, that we need to have healthy boundaries too. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's good, but man. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. What else were so, you going to say, Ben? You mentioned. Yeah. You know, when, when I consider, uh, all right, balance priorities, you know, living a life aligned with the father and, and trusting, uh, him, uh, you know, heavy is the crown of a king. Uh, I say often, you know, we, we each as men are given a, a kingdom. Some of us a kingdom at way too young of an age and, uh, we fail miserably and we learn that we have to deconstruct some of the things and that's okay. You know what? That's probably a podcast in itself, uh, that we, sh- that we should dive into. But, you know, as a younger man, uh, I found myself so, so much easier, easy, so much, it was so much easier to be overwhelmed. Uh, and I believe that was from a lack of spiritual maturity. You know, my life now is fuller than it's ever been, you know, from, uh, my marriage, uh, a wife that, that is working full time from multiple ministries uh, in multiple states from uh, four kids and, you know, from college and school and next steps and uh, married kids and third jobs and a grandkid on the way and uh, multiple businesses, multiple things going, you know, just so much, right? You know, like if you would have told my 25 year old self what life was going to be like at 45 or 43 years old, uh, man, my mind would have blown, but man, I am operating, uh, very, very well right now. And that is not at all because of my strength. It's because of how I have learned to recognize how weak I am, how inefficient, how ineffective I am apart from the father. I've learned to lean on him more than I ever have. And it is leading to more freedom, fulfillment, and purpose than I have ever experienced. And it's allowing me to invest in others and still in them those same truths that God is who he says he is. And that if he, if he is who he says he is, then his word is what he says it is. If his word is what he says it is, then I am what the word says I am. I am chosen. I am free. I am love. I am an overcomer. I am, you know, all these different attributes. And when I learn to trust that and live in that, 
I'm tapping into my godly potential in a way that is incredible. Momentum builds. So recently I've been reading through Genesis again. You know how I read. I, I bookmark in the Old Testament, New Testament, Proverbs. I just keep moving that bookmark forward and I'll read the Bible over and over and over again. Sometimes it takes years to get through, but I'm back in Genesis and uh, gosh, man. God is speaking to me in a completely new way. All the times I've read it, and every time I read it, it's it's the same thing. It's like, holy cow, I didn't see this before. But reading through the story of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Esau, uh, I am just seeing and recognizing God in a new way. All right, I've always believed that God was the same uh, yesterday, today, and will be tomorrow. But I am seeing that similarities between my life now and God back in the day. God is who he says he is. And he responds to faithfulness. He responds to obedience. And ultimately, he has a perfect plan. Ecclesiastes 3 you know, talks about there is an appointed time for everything. And there is a time for every event under heaven, a time to give birth, a time to die, a time to plant, time to have root, you know, all these different uh, attributes that, that God has this perfect plan for your life. And you can get into a deep theological conversation around uh, how all of that works. But I choose not to at times because God's proven himself enough to me that he is faithful, that his timing is perfect, his provision is perfect. And so I just give it to him. Uh, you know, Job says, you know, 37, do you know about the layers of the thick clouds, the wonders of the one perfect in knowledge? You know, Isaiah 40, 12 says, who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hands and marked off the heavens by the spans and calculated the dust of the earth by the measured and weighed the mountains in a balance and the hills in a pair of scales? And I am overwhelmed at God's awesomeness. And when I get to that place where I just recognize how awesome God is, it just puts me in a place of, of worship and surrender, where surrender means I'm opening up my hands. God, I can bring nothing of value apart from you. And when I give God the busyness of life, when I give him my marriage, my children, my business, it removes myself from the point where I'm no longer trying to manipulate and control and make things happen. And when that happens, things start happening in God's time and God's way. And I see his hand at work and I want more of that. And so to our listeners, I just want to encourage you to trust God with more. Give him a little bit and watch what he does and then grow from that. He is faithful. He is just. His timing's perfect. And even when we go through the valley, he's there with us. And we need to open our hands, surrender to him and say, God, what do you want from me? And look for opportunities to love him by loving others. That was good, man. That was, that's a, uh... That got me inspired. That's great. Uh, I really don't have anything else to say. That was uh, well stated. I, I encourage our listeners to actually push the rewind button and listen to that one again because that's a game changer. Surrendering your Lord 
taking a step back, taking a step outside of of our the chaos sometimes of life and surrendering to the Father and boom, give it see what he does. It's it's awesome. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah. I really don't have anything else to say. I'm speechless right now, Ben. Good job. <laughs> uh, well, glory to God, man. Yeah, but, you know, I've just learned that it's the only way to live a life of balance, a life of priority, you know, a life with boundaries. You know, at the end of the day, you can't check boxes and cover all your bases. You can't. There's too many boxes to check. And so a life in Christ means that he's going to take care of checking all the boxes. Our job is to just walk in obedience and surrender to him. And in that we find freedom, fulfillment, and purpose like none other. So, Yeah, yeah. that reminds me of Micah 6, 8. What is mm. it that he requires of us but to act justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with him? That's all Come he requires. On. Amen. So. Well, good stuff, Ben. Thanks again for uh, chatting with, the, with me this morning and with our listeners. We, we appreciate your time and, and energy uh, listening to this podcast. We thank you for the time you spent with us. Uh, please subscribe and follow the podcast. Share it with your friends and family. Uh, may, hopefully it encourages you and encourages others. Uh, this is an easy tool to share with folks if there's something that somebody that you want to encourage or influence for the kingdom. And uh, we just appreciate your time. Thanks for listening and have a great day.